you're doing pretty good. What place should I call now? Maybe Carter Three. What up, everybody? Another corner tray, another fucking amazing episode of content. I hate that fucking word, content. I work in social media, and that's all. That's all we talk about is content. Fucking content. I hate that word. This isn't content. This is pure, pure. I don't know, craftsmanship, artistry on display. You're you're listening to right now. But uh, let's get into it. Uh. Our fucking seeds are doing well, huh? Six in a row. Uh, no Rob. Uh, coach on horny sabbatical. <laughs> um, Tatum looks like MVP. JB still money all over the court. Al Horford, the GOAT. Things are going well, man. Uh, the offense looks so fucking good, man. Even without, you know, Malcolm missed the last few games and even without Malcolm, it looks just like it looks like they didn't skip a beat from last year. That's another thing I want. That's one thing I want to say is I think people are a little getting getting a little overboard and the uh, Missoula hype. Uh, that's not to say that Missoula is not doing a good job. I think he's doing a great job, but I think it's really just a continuation of the great job that the coaching staff did last year. And I think you know from the beginning. When uh, the the horn dog uh, got the job, the emphasis was, you know, we want to move the ball. We want these guys to get off the ball quick. We want Dave and Brown to, you know, utilize that that gravity they have, utilize that ability to draw two or three, kick out, relocate, get a good bucket for somebody else, or get an easier shot for yourself. And that's been that's been the emphasis since last year. Obviously, it kind of got off to a slow start because they didn't really have the guys to do it. As soon as they got the guys to do it, they did it (laughs) basically perfectly, man. Uh, From January on, they were about 118 per 100. That's about 46 games of having a top three offense. I think they were number two, actually, during that span in 2022. And then from the Derek White trade, they were around, they were well over 120, man. So, So clearly, there's a... A good long not a long but a good established history of this team this group this you know group together Al Tatum Brown Horford so sorry Grant White you know smart and whatever all these guys being able to kind of gel into a league best offense so to me the whole you know oh Missoula is doing something that you know the horn, the, the horny bastard <laughs> wasn't going to do or, you know, didn't do. And I, I listen, I'm not, I'm not overly fond of, it, of, of that nigga right now, but whatever the, the, the point is, I don't want to discredit the work that was actually done last year. That's what, that's where this has come from. This is a continuation of last year. This is what they were doing last year. And yeah. Obviously now it's without Rob and that Rob is a huge offensive rebounding presence and that's also a reason to be really excited because they're doing this without rob they're i think 29th in offensive rebounding rate getting basically no absolutely no second chance opportunities here 
they're not. They're not getting any second chance opportunities. They're getting back. I think they're around top five and transition points a lot. So clearly there's an emphasis here. We're obviously we realize that we don't have Rob. So guess what? We're just gonna get back. Stop stop the other team from scoring and transition. And they're you know doing really well in that aspect. Half court defense somehow is still <laughs> I look at the numbers and I'm just like I'm honestly like baffled at the defensive numbers because when you look at so let's look at the really the two things I think are, are hurting them is teams are just kind of fucking lighting them up from mid-range on pull-ups and on threes and pull-ups. And to me, if that's where you're getting burnt on pull-ups, I think you can kind of just tip your habit. If, if it goes in, it goes in because that's a tough fucking shot to say, okay, I'm going to take at least three dribbles with a hand in my face, knock it down and hit a shot. That's a, that's a hard fucking shot. So... You know, you tip a cap if that if if you're a defense. And so uh, I saw a number. I saw a, a graph that the Celtics are basically giving up the same amount of shots, giving up the same type of shots as the Milwaukee Bucks. One team's number one, other team's fucking twentieth. And so obviously that's a small sample thing. I think that will even out. They're number one in or number two in shot location defense. And the rim protection has been absolutely great. Uh, I think they're around uh, top 10. And to be top 10 without your number one rim protector is pretty fucking amazing. That means they're probably going to be number one, number two, like they were last year with Robert Williams. So, I think I think it's pretty safe to say right now that this is the best team in basketball. I don't think that's... I don't think that's a, a hot take or anything. I think this is clearly the team to beat. I think they have the most fucking talent. I think they have the best top-end talent. I think Tatum right now is playing like one of the three or four best players in the league. I would say, in my opinion, he's been the number two player in the league other than Steph Curry. I think Steph's been amazing. That's another story. Uh, Tatum's been fantastic. He's been doing it every night. Hasn't had really a bad night. I would say I wasn't really impressed with it, the the second Cleveland game. That was that was the one game where I was like, mm, wasn't really great. And you know, niggas got on me on that one. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you criticize the Son of Christ? <laughs> hey, listen, man, I like Tatum and all. I like Tatum and everything, but you know. I gotta be honest, and if he has a bad game, he's gotta have a bad game. Whatever. That's the thing these days when you're talking about players. Maybe it's just a a Twitter thing, but when in these days when you're talking, uh, just you know your opinions or whatever. Your uh, for me, it's usually just the observation of a game, and I get into the whole you know banter on teams like, oh, you. Uh, this fucking guy sucks. And usually, I'm just kidding. I, I think most people can discern, you know, when I'm being serious and when I'm just not. You know, I'm just being kind of shooting the shit, talking like barbershop talk, whatever. You know. But niggas get fucking like in their feelings, man. <laughs> like last night, I'm just chilling. I'm at uh, I'm at Jackie's parents' crib watching uh, uh, watching the uh. What were I watching? Utah Philly game. I'm just I'm just chilling watching it. And, you know, I just tweet jokingly, "Oh fuck, I wouldn't want to have Embiid as my fucking favorite player," just because I, I like to fucking joke around, or whatever. You know, 
Hey, man, these niggas. I mean, hey, MB had a monster of a game. I was just fucking fucking around because Linux had stopped him on like two or three possessions in a row. I was like, oh, damn. That, that's your favorite player, dog? <laughs> no, I mean, that's just a little joke, whatever. These niggas getting their feelings, dog. Like, goddamn. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. I'm not going to say it's like a certain fan base because that's just all, you know, whatever. But this is how people do it. Whatever. And these days, people get people people get sensitive over their favorite players, whatever. I, I get it. I get sensitive over Mark Smart Slander. It, it happens. But at the same time, I understand. I, I understand what is a joke and what is not a joke. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Anyway, um... Listen, Sixers fans, I, I want to issue a formal apology. Uh, I, I I do not think Kelly Olenek, uh is better than Joel Embiid. Uh, I do think Joel Embiid uh, is, at the very least, a top you know 40 player in the league. I think he's at least top 40. I do. I, I think he's at least top 40. Great, great performance last night. You know, and the, the best player on, on the... Seventh best team in, in the Eastern Conference. Very good. <laughs> Sorry, man. I can't help it. I can't help it. Listen, I think the the Sixers when the Sixers are you know bad, it's just impossible for me to not be like <laughs> like uh, joking about them. It's just impossible. I can't be. I can't take a team like that seriously. What am I supposed to do? Not make fun of them? <laughs> Like you want me to, you want me to not make fun of that? I I think that's just foolish, impossible. I say. <laughs> uh, what was I talking about though? I don't know. Celtics, Celtics are really fucking good. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they got uh, OKC tonight. Um, yeah, six straight. I, I I really don't. I don't have any like critiques of them really. I think I think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's what. And that's really uh, the whole thing about Missoula and you know Yudoka or whatever, blah blah blah. blah. The team's doing what they should what they should be doing. Uh, they are, you know, they're really good. They have really good talent, and they're playing up to the expectations. The expectations coming off the off of off finals was, all right, we we got to get back. So that means we got to be one of the two or three best teams in the league and right now they're one of the two best two or three best teams in the league and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing tatum's doing what he's supposed to be doing tatum after that finals he should he should have been you know coming into this season with something to prove he came into this season with something to prove jb he should be coming into this season uh, at least as good or better as he was last year and he right now is as good or better than he was last year he's been really fucking good uh, that's one thing that's been frustrating to me is people, people been on this nigga Jalen for like what man if you have a number two guy on your team and he's giving you 25 a night 7 rebounds and 3 assists on hyper efficiency then why the fuck are you <laughs> nitpicking over every little fucking thing man that's your number two Right, if it was Tatum and he was doing JB's production, I'd be nitpicking him because I I have a little bit higher, you know. I I think you know we should, you know, talk about players on the level of that we expect them, and I expect Tatum to be MVP every MVP level guy every night. I expect JB to supplement that MVP production with 
all-star or borderline all-star production every night. And that's what he does. He gives us 25-7-3. That's all-star, borderline, all-star production. What more? At this point, there's nothing more I'm asking out of that nigga. I don't need it. I don't need any more. I don't need two MVPs on this team. You don't need two MVPs to win a fucking title. You need a MVP and you need a all-star. That's what we got. We got two of the best wing talents in the league. They know their roles. They know what they're good at. They know what they what they need to do every night, and they they fucking do it. And in JB's case, uh, he was supposed. To, I mean, yeah, he probably was supposed to be as good, but like I, I, to me, the level where he's got, I'm I'm pretty fucking satisfied. I'm ready to hand him. Uh, if I was uh, Brad Stevens, I'm ready to hand him a, a max contract. This is this is the type of production you're you're asking for. When you want a number two and you're going to give him a max deal. 25 every night he walks out of bed <laughs> and gets you 25 on the lead. Bro, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. Marcus same doing the same thing. That nigga dealing the ball like he's black Steve Nash, man. He's hoping, man. Really good season for Marcus, man. Really, really good season. Slow, A slow defensive start by... I. I to be honest, I thought he was a little, he looked a little slow out of shape. Maybe it was injuries or something. He looked a little he didn't look like himself to start the year. And so I think he's starting to get back into the into the swing of things. He looks like he's ready to go now. He's really the, the thing I've been really uh happy about with this team is you know, we all talked about the turnovers last year, and right now I think they're number two in the league in turnovers per game, top four five in turnover percentage and and part of that is Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is making the right decision almost every time he has the ball in his hand and that makes the game easier for Taylor. That makes the game easier for Al and for JB and for Grant and for you know Derek if you have a guy like Marcus running the show. And not only do we have a guy like Marcus running the show, we also have a guy like Malcolm Brogdon running the show. So when Mar- Marcus is, is sitting down, we, get, we bring in Malcolm. So now we got two Two fucking guys who are making the game easier for our best players. That means 99, 98, 99% of the time we're getting a good shot. Not wasting possessions with bullshit. We're getting into the paint, getting paint touches, uh, putting the defense in rotation, swinging. A guy gets a good shot, he passes up for a great shot. That That is a whole team-wide thing right now that is uh, really infectious and when you have a group of eight to eight to ten really smart basketball players who know what needs to happen on each possession, that means you're probably gonna win a lot of fucking games. <laughs> and that's and that's the deal. You know, you see the you see the difference in the teams that have eight to ten guys that know that know what they need to do on every possession that are smart and are willing and capable to do that. And you see the difference in teams that don't have that. The teams that maybe only have like three or four guys that know what to do on any position. And I think that's really the skill or the, the gap in this league right now. I think you're seeing, yeah, there's a lot more talent in the league, but I think that has kind of made depth even more important. So every team in this league got a fucking star, you know? Every team has a, a guy, or maybe every team has two guys, but not every team has, you know, three or four guys on the bench that they can count on. I think that is the real, and maybe it's just kind of, that's a, a, 
a perpetual thing. I think that's, you know, constant throughout, you know, eras or whatever. But right now, that's where I see the league is, is the best teams in the league. They got at least seven. At least seven. And I'm not talking about, like, bodies. I'm talking about real players, real additive players here. You look at Cleveland. They got at least seven. They got K-Love coming off the bench. They got Dean Wade. They got um, Okoro. They got uh, Chetty. You know, they have good, solid, smart players coming off the bench, helping helping Mobley, Allen, Darius, and, and Spida. That's a really fucking good team. That's the team I'm afraid of in the playoffs. You look at uh, Phoenix. They got really good players. They got really, really smart players. I mean, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> they they literally like there's you you can like just, with Phoenix you can like just put anyone in that center and maybe it's not that they put anyone in that center maybe they they just they're just getting really smart centers maybe that's the thing but you know what I'm saying like they got really smart talent out there playing playing for them uh, Milwaukee has Giannis so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that doesn't really apply to Milwaukee. We saw them. I saw Milwaukee win a championship with like fucking four players <laughs> that, I, that I knew what I was getting. Like, if, I, if you watched that title, you you knew what you were getting from maybe three or four guys on a night to night basis on that championship team. Giannis is just that good, so that I don't think that applies to them. Uh, Philly. Uh, see, this is where I'm at. With Philly. And sorry, Sixers fans. I know you're probably gonna, gonna like, I don't know, piss your pants or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't like those niggas. I don't like them. <laughs> it's like one or two. There's like one or two. I like Trail. Trail bro, dude. Good. Good dude. Hilarious. You should go listen to his pod. You know, ball. It's funny as shit. It's got it's got Sam Sheehan on there. It's funny, funny as shit, man. Great, great, great. Uh, great listen. Uh, but anyway, um, Philly's one of those teams where uh, I look at them, I see for sure three, obviously Maxi Harden, Embiid, uh, maybe four with Melton. On a, on a good day, five with Harris. But the rest, I, I, the rest, I don't like. The rest, they they go five. You know, they go five, and I don't think that's enough. In this league, which is why I was puzzled when you know teams are or not teams, sorry, uh, uh, blogs and whatever pods or whatever people were saying that they were title contenders because it's like it's only five niggas on this team, <laughs> like, you know, like fucking Daniel House, man. What PJ PJ is like half because <laughs> on an uh, on a random night he might hit like four corner threes. And get a few offensive rebounds. And that's valuable. You know, he sets screens. He's a smart dude, but you don't do nothing. Like really on defense. He just be he just be tricking niggas. <laughs> he just be running around tricking tricking y'all. Like, seriously, man. To me, he's like the forward the, the forward version of Patrick Beverly. And like everybody like talks about him like he's some um defensive stopper, but like I've never actually watched a PJ Tucker a game and him like stopping anybody <laughs> you know i've never watched i never actually watched patrick Beverly stop anybody looks <laughs> like i've never watched pj tucker stop anybody he just kind of allows shit to happen the funniest thing ever was 
after they won a title and yeah after you win a title you can kind of say whatever you want but the funniest thing after was watching it was uh on the jj reddick pod and uh, they were talking about how katie had uh, 50 on him and pj is like I, I i can't remember the exact uh uh verbiage but he was like yeah we you talking shit to katie so yeah you gotta do it again and do it again and i'm just like bro <laughs> i watched katie put the easiest 50 on your head and you're talking like you did something to him man you didn't do nothing to him. He put an easy 50 on you. <laughs> no offense, but if a nigga getting 50 on you, I don't think you're doing much. But yeah, that's a team that's got like five. Um, Miami. They got Jimmy. Bam. Gabe Vincent. <laughs> and Max Struess. Now, to be honest, Spo might count for... for for like two. <laughs> Spill my account for two. But you know, you can go down the list here. Denver Denver is now a team that to me, I think, uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I think they, they, they probably got seven. They probably got seven. That's, you know, that's what? MPJ, Joker, AG, KCP, Jamal. I like the Christian Braun kid. Uh, and obviously Bones is nasty. Uh, Jeff Green is reliable, so that's a good team. That's a team that I think can can do some damage. Now you look at the fucking Warriors, and I said Steph, Steph Curry is has been the best player in the league right now. I think he is. I think he's by far not by far, but you know he's been the best player in the league right now. They're fucking like what five and eight right now, because they only got five. They they legit only have actually. I'm gonna say they only have four right now. They only have four guys who I can, who I know are gonna give me something because Clay looks like a he looks like he's cooked. And the problem there was, you know, you look at the Warriors last year and they were a really good team because they had a lot of different looks that could give you. They had a lot of different looks. They had a lot of guys out there, really talented, defensive-minded vets who knew what to do. They knew how to play in that system. And and you look at the difference between. So the 2021 Warriors, where they missed the playoffs, and Steph Curry was doing the same shit he's doing right now is is the same thing that you know is going on right now because you know you don't have smart guys who can play that system because it is a skill gap here in that system. You can't just put in. So they tried to put in Kelly Oubre in 2021, and nothing happened because that nigga that nigga is stupid. I'm sorry to to, to be. Um, you know, Frank, he's not a, a smart basketball player. <laughs> so you can't play the same Curry system that you can when you put in a guy like Otto Porter Jr. or a guy like Nemanja Bialica or a guy like GP2 or Iggy. You know, those guys help you win games by doing, you know, the things that you need to win games, playing defense, locking up, <clears throat> you know, making smart passes, making connective passes. You look at, you look at, the difference between the Warriors this year and the Utah Jazz right now, and the there's a two different, there's two different, you know, they have basically opposite records here, and one has Steph Curry and one has fucking Lloyd Marketing, but the difference is the Jazz they got all these guys who know how to play basketball. Kelly o, Kelly Olynyk knows how to play basketball. Mike Conley knows how to play basketball. Jordan Con Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, uh, fucking uh, Vanderbilt, um, Beasley. You know, even that, even that big, this big, uh, 
fucking uh, white boy, uh, Walker Kessler, he knows how to play basketball. These guys are all fucking smart. So I think right now you're seeing that in the league right now. That's that is the market inefficiency or whatever, you know, however you want to phrase that. That's that's the key to getting these, you know, high, high regular season wins is you either got to have a fucking Giannis <laughs> or you got to have a fucking team. And as good as Steph Curry is, I don't think you, because the difference between the, the Warriors and the Bucks is the Bucks, you know, they have Brooke Lopez and they have Drew and they have Grayson. They have, yeah, I would say they got five. They probably have a good five. And that's, I would say the Warriors have a good four, but the rest of these niggas are just fucking us. <laughs> like, Wiseman can't play. Moody can't really play. Kaminga can't really play. Pool, you know, <laughs> like that. Those aren't just like not helpful basketball players, but those are like destructive, you know, forces on the team. And not to say that's a, that's a harsh that's a harsh way to say it, but it's true. Like if you're such a negative on the court, you're really harming your your team's chances. If you're not helping, then it, you know it, you can get by. You can you can get by if you're not if you have guys who aren't just helping. These guys are actively like <laughs> like being bad, like being really bad. <laughs> Even to Michael Green, who I thought was going to be a good pickup for him, is is really has been really bad. DiVincenzo has been really bad. Like these is, these have all been just like comically awful choice like choices. And so you then you see that on the flip side with Boston, and you have all these guys who are really helping at a high fucking level. You know you got Hauser here who's Gets on the court and it's just a fucking flamethrower. You got even Cornette, who's to me, he's been really. To me, Cornette has been really fucking good. I, I've been really impressed with Cornette. Uh, there's been a couple games where it's been like, okay, you can't really play, but that's that's your average third center. You know, even Tice, there were games where it's like, oh fuck, get this nigga off the court. <laughs> you know, I love Tice, but there were just certain matches where it's like, all right, you're clearly not suited for this matchup. You're clearly, you clearly need to stay on the bench. But, you know, Luke, to me, has been really good. I think uh, the only thing is, and uh, Scalabrini has been on him on the broadcast, and I, I think he's been right, is that Luke just needs to be really aggressive. Because if you're going to play as a big man in this Celtic um, environment, you're going to get lots of lots and lots and lots of chances to score. You're going to get lots and lots and lots of easy chances to score. And I've been really, I've been really consistent about that. I think that's why... Tice always had a really good role here because one, he was opportunistic in his chances to score. He knew that he's going to get his open shots. He's going to get his open roles. Uh, guys are going to find him and he, and he capitalized off of him. So that's why you see the difference in stats when he goes from Houston to uh, Boston. It's obviously, he's not going to get as much open shots in, Bo- in Houston as he's in Boston. And to Luke's credit, I think he has been really good at doing what he needs to do. And so what his, when he gets on the court, Luke has basically just like a, a few jobs. That, and that's help get Tatum open, rebound the ball, and protect the rim. You don't, you don't have to fucking reinvent the wheel here. You don't need, um, you know, huge. You don't need double-doubles. You just need to do those three fucking things, and you're golden. I think he's been helpful in that aspect. I think... Uh, obviously, Derek White has been extremely helpful. Derek's been insane defensively. 
and if that's your third best point guard, you're fucking good, man. <laughs> Even Peyton Pritchard, man, like, like, see, the, so that's that's really the, I think, the gap between Boston and some of these other teams at the top and some of these teams at the bottom. And uh, you know, obviously, there's chances for teams to uh, increase their depth and whatnot. But you know, even a team like you see, like Portland, Portland had Portland for years was we got Dame and we got some guards and we got some guys who could score. Now they they go and remake their entire fucking organization. They got all these dogs on the court, <laughs> straight up. Like they, if they're if you're gonna call any team in this league the dog pound, just call it call them the Portland Trailblazers because Jeremy Grant. Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, all these niggas is fucking hooping hard, man. Dame, you know, to me, the easiest formula in the league is an offensive superstar and a bunch of fucking dogs. <laughs> and, and, you know, the Blazers got some dogs. The Celtics got some dogs. Milwaukee's got some dogs. Denver, you know, Phoenix got some dogs. Uh, you know, so these, these are the teams I think to me have kind of stood out to me in terms of the basketball they're playing. Denver has been looking pretty good. Offense is amazing. Jokic had four shots and a 20 point win, man. He hasn't done that. Fucking, he's probably a rookie. Man, but yeah, go seize. I, they got they got OKT tonight. Shade Gilgis in the building. Uh, maybe Sam Presti yanks him. We get an easy dub. If not, that nigga might come in here, drop 40 on us. He been he been hooping. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, do a quick little check-in with the league and the Celtics. I think they're they're on the right path. I think when Rob gets back, they're gonna be really fucking unstoppable, man. So uh, thanks for listening. Peace.